Clay return. Clay Thompson's return. Oh, Thoughts great to that. see, man. Great to see. Nine hundred games, nine hundred days, or nine hundred games, or nine hundred yeah, days. Yeah. Nine hundred days without Clay. Um, love to see it. Um, I think he'll start off slow Damn, in terms of minute restrictions. Yeah, nine hundred days. I think two wow. two major injuries, right? Torn yeah, ACL, torn exactly. Achilles. Um, can Clay become hundred percent Clay? Um, you've seen Durant do it. Um, obviously, without the ACL part of it, different. I get it. There's gonna be yeah. different. I think. The shooting will obviously will get back there. Um, I think the offense might get back there. Where I think he's going to drop off is the defensive side. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How you doing, JJ? Welcome back to another episode. Uh, I completely forgot what I usually say. It's been so long. How you been, brother? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well, man. How you doing? How you doing? How you feeling, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, a little. I uh, got the sniffles today. That's about it. Other than that, um, recovering from my trip. It was, uh, yeah. It was good to get away and. Uh, you know, God bless America. There is no COVID there whatsoever. Hey. Uh, people do not follow anything. Actually, they do. I'm lying. Um, they're not so. But you, you, you were in the strictest state technically, or one of the strictest states. Technically, yes, I was definitely in one of the strictest states out of all of them. And uh, even then, like we made a mistake and we went there on uh, New Year's <laughs> Eve uh, and came yeah. back. But um, it was, it was. Uh, it was something to say the least, uh, yeah, and right. there was like a million people. They say that came to uh, Times Square area just for the New Year's Eve celebration, even during COVID. So, yeah, it was something. Did you uh, did you watch the ball drop? Oh no, you I left. Not, I, the ball I, drop. I left before the ball drop. I uh, mm-hmm. made it back into Toronto before that. You know, flights were a lot cheaper. A lot of people stayed around for the ball drop. They jumped up quite a bit. But, you know, it was fun. It was good. I went to uh, uh, the Holy Land to atone for some of my uh, previous sins um, and to make uh, lots of uh, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of prayers for uh, the Raptors to win another championship and the Leafs to win a championship. So let's see if any of those come true. We will see. One's closer than the other, and I'll let you decide who you think that is. <laughs> Listen, man, with the way the Toronto Maple Leafs are playing, there's a lot of good, but it's just when it gets tough, they just can't seem to put it into that second year. This is a recording. This, this is, is this has always been their issues, man. It has always been their issues. Even yesterday, last night, like they're up 4-1 to Colorado Avalanche, right? which is the most dangerous lead for the Toronto Maple Leafs because they, for whatever reason, cannot keep a 4-1 lead. 3-1, no problem. 5-1, even better. 4-1, for whatever reason, they can't. Um, and you know, as soon as as soon as the Avs scored that second goal and it went four two, I knew at that moment that we were going to lose this game. A few factors. Number one is you're playing in Denver, so by the time the third period kicks in, you're on a higher altitude. You're a little bit more sluggish. They're more used to it. Uh, the Avalanche are a fun team to watch, man. They've got way too many 
way too many games. If I'm not mistaken, they came back from I want to say Winnipeg. It wasn't like I guess they're down one like nothing, and then they came back and beat them like six one. And that line yeah, yeah. that they have, Landeskog, yeah, McKinnon, uh, and Rantanen, and Rantanen, yeah, and McKinnon have just been going off yeah, lately. They're, they're ridiculous. They're ridiculous. They have like I want to say like eighteen points or nineteen points combined in the last two games. It's crazy. It's crazy. Nineteen points. It's insane. That's, that, that's probably insane. more. That's 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 probably more than uh, the whole Habs starting uh, starting nine. <laughs> that's probably. A the Habs are in a in a very deep rebuild right now. Very deep rebuild. Well, um, the, they're so bad that their whole team all they can catch is COVID, and that's this is what they've been doing. <laughs> they have twenty guys on the list of COVID. Is it actually, twenty guys. It's, on the it's, list? it's it's. I think it peaked around then. They, they basically stopped team Holy activities. Shit. They've. That's the whole roster has been in, uh, under COVID. They haven't played a game uh, in a little while. It was it was interesting because uh, somebody posted about how uh, Caulfield, uh, Suzuki, and uh, Anderson went to play a game with a bunch of little kids. Right, they were just playing like pond hockey or something, and they all joined in, and <laughs> people started chirping them so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like I felt bad for them. Like, come on, man! They're just making a few kids in their day. It's all but, good, man. Listen, you know. man. That that playoff run last year made up for a lot of stuff. They can slack this year, the next year after that. I give I give them two to three years. I have no issues. Yeah, that playoff run by that, far made up for all of it. That, that was that was one heck of a run. One and and I do and I do agree. They need to go into a full rebuild, especially now with a new GM and president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Carey Price should be your first like person to trade know. get 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 yeah. some get some things gallagher, gallagher listen man if 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 i know gallagher's contract's pretty pretty obscene it's it's pretty big but uh if it's a team that needs a, a third line scorer or a second line scorer why not the leafs really need a guy like him especially a guy like that in the playoffs who the leafs miss desperately is a guy who can be it's, aggressive and can still put the puck in the net and a guy who's made it multiple times in the playoffs now well, a few few problems with Leafs is like salary cap being one of the them. The cap, obviously, yeah, right. The and thing. the other thing is like, what would you want in return? It's not like they obviously that, they're uh, that, that that Rasmus Sundin guy looks pretty good back there. Pretty good, eh? Yeah, you would want. He looks it. pretty good back there. I mean, why don't you go back and get Sergachev? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, luckily we don't have freaking Bergevin to trade all over defensemen uh, away now. That's very true, man. That was a, that was a big mistake, but whatever, it's okay. Um, but yeah, back to the Leafs. I think. Um, Again, real test is once the playoffs hit. They are. It's crazy. The East has four teams that have seven hundred record, like a seven hundred mm-hmm. or better record. Right, the East is like it's dominant right now. And Leafs' first round matchup right now will be the Florida Panthers. Right, and they are, are pretty play, damn good this year. Yeah, they're pretty damn good. Right, so it, it's crazy. The East has some really strong teams. Pittsburgh's on a ten game win streak. Right, and they're barely scratching into the playoffs right now. To put that into perspective, right, and like you, it's 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 kind of. But you still got the Bruins on the outside, who more than likely are bringing back Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask, yeah, and who's going to come that, back and who's probably gonna, play the second half of the season. The the thing with the Bruins, I guess, is is it's their defense a little bit more than anything that's that's struggling. Um, but, but you put uh, a good go- you put a better goalie back there, it's going to help them, right? Exactly, exactly, right. So. Um, right now, the playoff picture looks like you got Carolina Rangers, Washington, and Pittsburgh in the East, in the in the Metropolitan, the Atlantic. You got the Leafs, Tampa, sorry, Florida, Tampa, Toronto, and Boston, right? And any of those are going to be incredible matchups. 
Uh, the Leafs have a few games in hand. So does Boston um, over over Tampa and Florida. But we'll see what happens there. In the West, you got in Central, Nashville, St. Louis, Colorado, and Minnesota. All four teams are playing really, really well right now. Uh, especially, well, with Minnesota, we'll have to see what happens with Kaprizov uh, when he's back. Uh, but look for the Avalanche being the team out of the out of the West, uh, and then in the Pacific you have a resurgence in Los Angeles and San Jose, who are knocking on the doorstep. Calgary, Anaheim, and Vegas on top. Uh, Anaheim sort of came out of nowhere this year, and the kid Troy Terry, bro, has like twenty two goals, and he's uh, um, he's only earning a uh, a rookie contract right now. So good for them. We'll, and. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Edmonton, right? And the, the the rumors out there are that they're looking to bring in uh, a certain Leaf coach from before. I don't think that's and, a good idea. They, well, they should bring in one of the former Leaf coach, but not the one that they've been rumored. Uh, the rumors all point towards Mike Babcock. I don't think he's the answer. Uh, you, you think Paul Maurice is a better answer? Oh, I think Paul Maurice is a better answer. He's yeah, proven. He's uh, been around. The, the, the issues with Babcock's, you know, there's a lot of issues in the background there. You know you can't you can't discount what he's done, but Paul Maurice no. has done just as good too. And the thing is, we we don't really know what happened with Paul Maurice in Carolina, why sure. he stepped down. There wasn't really any uh, maybe there was a, a, a oh sorry Winnipeg. There wasn't a, a power move or who knows what the whole answer was. Of why he I, I, down. I think he he probably felt that he had lost the locker room a little bit, and Paul Maurice is a, a stand up guy. And at that point, he's probably like, all right, it's better for me to move on and let somebody else come in and take care of this because. Winnipeg right now they're they're on the outside looking in. They might not even make the playoffs this year. Yeah, right. They, like so. If 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 Montreal even decided to move away from uh, our head coach, I, I would love to see Paul Maurice back there. I don't know how good his French is, but um, I, it would be a good it would be he'd be a great head coach. But <clears throat> you know, yeah. Well, the coach you guys should have went for was Gerard Gallant, but. You guys, oh, he was a former yeah. assistant back then. Well, yeah. Yeah, d- 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 I can't, I can't even pronounce that. Right? Yeah. Whatever his name is, he's uh, he's still pretty solid, but it's yeah. just we have a bad team this year, right? You can't, you can't, I can't you can't really blame. You can't him really for do what's work. The, the problem is going to be is now you have a new you have a new uh, president and a, and a GM, and that's not quote unquote their head coach, right? And that's going to be tough for him. Right. All right. Let's see what happens. There's a lot of hockey left to be played, and. Uh, um, I don't know, man. With the whole COVID situation, Th- it seems Th- thoughts on not going to the th- thoughts on not going to the Olympics. I'm okay with that. You know me; I'm not a biggest China fan myself, so uh, I'm okay with boycotting. They, them, but, they didn't go because of China; they went because of the COVID, right? Yeah, exactly. But again, it, it goes both ways for me. Um, uh, COVID-wise speaking, yeah, I don't think it's the right opportunity either. Also, if the guys, I, I love seeing NHL stars in the Winter Olympics. It's by far my favorite sport to watch uh, out of any of them. Um, but I just I just didn't feel right. What I do think is they should bring back the World Cup of Hockey. A hundred percent. Right? They, that they, should be. That should be either on the cards next year or the year after. And I it, think it should be on the cards this summer. Like, uh, why not? What's the right? hold back? It's, um, I feel like you're, you're really, really missing out on some of the best name the talent. best on best you're, best you're missing on, on the on, on best on best right that's the thing yeah exactly and man that team north america was 
That was yeah, the, the under twenty three. Under twenty three. That was really right? cool to see. You had McKinnon, Matthews, uh, McDavid. That was a fun team to watch. But more so than anything, it's a you you haven't seen them play with each other. Right? You haven't nope. seen a McDavid Crosby line out there. You haven't nope. seen uh, uh, what like well Bergevin, Mar- Crosby, and Marchand is probably one of the best lines to ever be in an Olympics. Right. For sure. And then you got uh, with uh, with US. I think this is their strongest team that I've seen. Right? You got Matthews, Matthews, Goudreau, Goudreau, Kane, Kane. Right. You got a decent backup there, and then even goalie wise, like right? well, Hellebuck and Jack Campbell. Yeah. Right. So you got you got a solid solid team there as well, and then uh, Finland is my team to beat. Finland's got an incredible amount of players that are absolutely produce goalies. They produce goalies, but then even offensively right now, right? You got like you got Rantanen, you got a bunch of different players that are ready to make that jump, right? And Sweden's probably and that's probably their weakest team since uh, from from a while, and, but they still have a solid team. And Czechia, I would love to see Yama Yager still suit up <laughs> at a prime age of fifty, putting some goals. Well, he's still playing, man. He's still playing, man. That's crazy, yo. It's actually crazy. Um, and then what, the other thing with Russia is you'd have guys who play in the KHL that we don't see, right? Which we don't see cool. exactly, exactly. Right? That'd be good and to like, see. Um, if there's 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 a lot there that that's gonna that's gonna it's gonna be that's gonna happen. But let's see what happens, man. Um, all right, that's enough. Yeah, for- I, I I had this discussion actually yesterday. I just wanted to, I just wanted to say mention one thing. Uh, do you think the NHL should give up on Arizona? Yes. I, I think but they're gonna I, I, at some I point. feel like there's something else there that we haven't seen from a business. I think there's, com- there's a commerce perspective there that we haven't seen yet. Either it's a tax be. credit or there's a tax haven or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Uh, again, I'm not that economically sound to make those calls, but there's definitely more to the story there than that we can see. Right? Yeah. And obviously, they've talked about expansion and coming back to Quebec and things like that. Like I don't think we'll uh, come back to Quebec. So, uh, interesting thing about that is the the government of Quebec is interested. It's now oh. more on the people of Quebec if it's, they want. It's, it's, it's the corp. I don't think there's enough corporate sponsors in Quebec for them to get there. That's what's going to be their issue. Is I think if they're going to go anywhere, they'll move that team. I guess they got Seattle and Vegas covered now, right? Seattle, the rumor yeah. is Houston is the city that they're moving to. Um, the, the I don't know if, team. I don't know if, uh, if I don't Texas, understand another Texas another yeah another, another Texas team. I don't think that it deserves it, right? Uh, Co- Co- Quebec selfishly would be fun, right? Another Canadian team. Why not? You get the 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 Habs Quebec rivalry sparked up you, again. And then you can you can move around then, the divisions again, right? And exactly. And then you have the you have the East Coast fans, you know, like uh, Nova Scotia. Yeah, exactly. Not not that many, but you have those guys in there no, as well. They, um, they'll come. Yeah, and then I think the other team is Kansas City would be another city that's interested in a team, but I don't know how that would work. They got Patrick Mahomes love too much, man, so they're okay. <laughs> uh, was Mahomes going to stick around? Go Google Google the contract he signed. Actually, I'm... it's it's close it's it's close to like four hundred million five hundred million dollar contract with bonuses. Wow, he signed one of the biggest contracts in NFL history. He's is sticking he, around. I I, uh, I heard he wasn't doing the greatest this year. Oh yeah! Oh, we can do we can do NFL deep dive. This is the first time we have week eighteen in the NFL, all um, right. Which is currently going on as we're recording this on Sunday. I have it up on the back background here on NFL uh, NFL Red Zone. Red Zone. Um, a lot of playoff implications. The biggest is your team. I don't know if you're still your team, but the Colts. They're always who, my team, man. The Colts are always so my the team. Colts are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are one of the worst teams in the NFL. NFL, yes. Pretty clear for them. Win to get in. And how are they doing right now? Uh, a live down. check-in. 
a live check-in on the score. 23-3 to in the fourth quarter, they are down. Um, <laughs> I guess the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, this has got to be one of the most embarrassing losses of the season for the Colts. Um, now, they so, still have a shot to get into the playoffs. Yeah, so so, so okay. they still have a shot. They'd have to... They, I think the, the scenarios are... Um, I just had it up, actually. So the scenarios are... Obviously, you win or tie, you're in, which that's not happening. So here's okay. So there's couple there's a couple things that are going on. So, so did they lose? The NFL, or are they, they're they're, they're down in the fourth quarter. They're down with right. like what, okay. eight, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. So well, they're still tied. They're down twenty three to three, which is yeah. a lot, and their quarterback is not that good. Andrew Luck's not walking through that door. Man, I wish, but uh, you know what? Good for him to call it a career when he did. Put yeah. his body so, over. So one thing about the with the, about the playoff scenario. So what the NFL did is for this week 18, um, they had all the matchups there, but they never had the schedule set for week 18 until all the games finished last week. The reason ah. was is they wanted to adjust the TV schedule to make it you know the biggest game. So the Sunday night game, which is the Raiders and the Chargers, um, basically the winner of that game gets into the playoffs. Loser goes home. Okay. But now with the Colts on pace to losing. If technically those guys play, was it 48 minutes of football or 60 minutes of football and just kneel down and tie the game 0-0, both of them go into the playoffs. And the Colts don't make it to the playoffs. Oh. (laughs) So this just adds a whole new wrinkle to it where it's like Sunday night football, if the two teams literally just kneel down for 60 minutes of football plus overtime, they both zero, make zero. it into the playoffs. 0-0. Zero, zero. They both whatever the ties. 7-7, 14-14, 21-21, 28-28, whatever it is. As long as it's a tied game, they both make it into the playoffs and the Colts go home. Um, which is one interesting and really funny scenario, which I doubt that happens. I think uh, I think they would NFL's gonna put some serious fines on them if they did that. Yeah, but the end of the day, it's like you play the win the game. Like, how do you, if you're a head coach, how do you go to your players and be like, all right, guys, let's just you know tank the game today? You know, what I mean, it's hard. It's hard well, to do here, that, right? here's, here's the thing. Like, let's say you're it's tied the playoff game, paychecks, right? Yeah, right. Like, listen, it's you're, the playoff you're, paychecks for both teams. It's guaranteed. It's a tie game. Two minutes to go. Right? You just run the ball out. That's this is going to be very interesting how that unfolds, which right. I, I, I'll probably tune in to see how it unfolds tonight. But uh, it's very interesting. Um, but so what happens is okay. So if the Colts win or tie their end, which I don't think they're going to do it anymore. Right. Um, the Chargers have to lose, plus the Steelers have to lose, and Miami have to win for them to get in, or the Chargers lose and Pittsburgh ties for them to get in. So they need some help, but uh, there is some shot. But it looks like Pittsburgh just scored, and uh, they're so if Pittsburgh 12th. wins. The Colts are out. Yeah, yeah. The Pittsburgh win, the Colts are pretty much out too. Um, and the Pittsburgh need to win to get into the playoffs. So uh, there's and a lot of is, balls in the this air. Is, uh, this is uh, Roethlisberger's last year, right? Yeah. and He hasn't announced that he's retiring, but uh, he should. Like, he's, he's, I, I think he's, he's yeah. He's, he, he's, like, if, if Pittsburgh had a good quarterback this year, they'd have a, a lot better. They'd have a lot better. How's that Canadian kid doing who had a solid start? Chase Claypool? Season. Oh, yeah. man. He's doing okay, but the problem is, is Roethlisberger is pretty not that great, so obviously his stats diminish. He made one really boneheaded play this year. Um, they were making a drive um, in the in the fourth quarter, uh, 
to yeah. tie the game, to kick a field goal. And this guy, like, catches the first down passes. And, like, the time's running. They had no timeouts left. And he's showboating. You know, you know the guys get a first down. They always put their hand out. First down. Yeah. Like, he does that, basically. And he costs an extra, like, three, four seconds. And, basically, Pittsburgh ran out of time. And they lost the game. Uh, he made a couple of boneheaded plays this year. He's young, you know. He's young. Kid. Hopefully, he learns from it. But he's doing okay. He's a good he's a good wide receiver. Okay. All right. It's going to be uh, down to the wire, I guess. Who's the yeah. team to beat? In the NFL? Yeah. Um, It's interesting. So you have the team to beat is probably Green Bay Packers. They're 13-3 <laughs> going into today. Um, right. You got Aaron Rodgers, who's, I think, your MVP now, especially with Jonathan Taylor struggling the last two weeks. I think Rodgers will probably walk away with the MVP this year again. Right. Back to back years uh, could be his final year in in, in Green Bay with That's all the true. issues going on there. Yeah, um, they're probably the team to beat. No, he's not vaccinated. Uh, okay, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, I don't think he is. Um, but yeah, so he is. Uh, I think they're the team to beat. Um, solid offense, solid defense. Um, the other, obviously, there's Tom Brady, but now there's a lot of issues with. Brady's team because of the whole Antonio Brown situation. That was, that was funny, bro. Um, Not funny, but at the same out. time, that was uh, that was sad at the same time. Yeah, it's there's so many different ways. It's it's been beat up this whole week. This uh, Antonio Brown situation. Right. Um, I think that's just how Antonio Brown expresses himself in the media, which is right or wrong. That's up to you. I, I, I think I would have handled it differently. I think you would have handled it differently. I get it. Yeah. If you're hurt and you can't go back into the game, the coach shouldn't force you in. But who knows what that conversation was. You're not going to hear uh, Bruce Arians' side of the story. From sure. all accounts, Bruce Arians is a player's coach, and he's loved around the league, and the players really you know, support him. So I don't yeah. see him being that type of person. Um, and Antonio Brown was already on on, uh, on thin ice. He uh, faked a, he's faked his vaccination, vaccination. when he submitted. To yeah. the league, um, and you know what I mean. Like the problem with the Buccaneers now is they're already out with a, they're out with Chris Godwin, who's one of their best wide receivers. He's right. out now. Antonio Brown is gone. You basically just have Mike Evans, who struggles sometimes in the big games, um, and you got Gronk. So it'll be interesting to see. There's and there's a lot of distractions with them now going forward, right? So right. Yeah, you'll have are. that issue. You'll have that issue um, this whole year. Um, but you know, uh, Chiefs are always tough to see. You got the Rams, who got Matthew Stafford. A lot of question marks about him. Um, he's struggling right. coming down to the wire. Um, Zona, who killed it to start the year, struggled coming down the down to the end here. Um, and then on, in the AFC, you have um, the Titans, who should get the their best player back, Derrick Henry. Um, they're saying this week. So if he comes back, oh sorry, next week. Sorry. So if the Titans win today, they get a bye, which will really help them because then Derrick Henry might come back for the playoffs. Okay. Um, and that will really help them. And then um, and then you got the Bills and the Chiefs who've all struggled, man. It's a very interesting playoffs. There's, there isn't a clear-cut favorite. The only one would be the Packers. Right. And obviously you can never rule out the Buccaneers. And Brady's pretty bad. I think it's a um, tough road for them to repeat this yeah. year. Yeah, well, that's true. And then the, the Patriots look like they'll make it. Oh man, the Patriots might play the Bills in the first round, and um, I'll be very heartbroken to see that happen because uh, they uh, they came to Buffalo and they basically took the Bills' manhood by throwing the ball twice all game. What uh, the really? That's it. Us. Yeah, they threw the ball twice the whole game, and they beat us. Uh, they basically took our manhood that game. But then two weeks later, we did go to we did go to Foxborough and beat them in in New England. All so right, well, there's that too. There's there's definitely that. Well, Jared Allen better be on his game. 
Josh Allen. Oh, Josh Allen, not Jared Allen. Jared Allen, Cavaliers. Uh, Cavaliers, yes. Sorry, my apologies. You know, I can't keep up with all these names. Too yeah. Many names. Um, let's do the thing we did last week. You know, like a uh, couple couple stories around the league. Let me get your thoughts. Let's do kind of rapid fire. Do a let's couple do rapid fire. All right. Um, biggest story in the uh, MLS. Um, I'm going to yes. butcher his name, so you you should probably just say his name. Lorenzo Insigne. Signing with the TFC. Your thoughts? Yo, so mass- this is massive. Right? It's He's a better player than Giovinco. Uh, to put it in perspective, okay, so when Giovinco, he played in the Serie A, which is the Italian, he used to be a sub on some Juventus. Right? Lorenzo Insigne, and I butcher his name too, don't get me wrong. Um, he actually started for Italy when Italy just won their recent uh, Euro which was last year or year right before yeah right um, so put in perspective so he's a big integral part of that team and mm-hmm. he's a big part in Syria is he what you call uh, one of the top players around the world uh, I wouldn't say you would probably put him in the top 50 top 75 but he is up there he's definitely one of the best players he's he and he's coming at a time where he's only going to be 31 or 32 when he gets his full season oh, in, right so it's, it's not even like he's coming at like 36 no. 37 no he's yeah, coming exactly. at, he's coming in just as soon as prime is on the end of his prime but at the same time uh will be interesting to see what is now more of an interesting factor is who tfc surround him with Right, mm. and that's the bigger question here. They just lost uh, what's his name, uh, Ilaria. He a solid uh, defender for them. Went to play in uh, the Premier League. Good for him. Oh, right? good for him. Like, Canadian, right? so, Canadian kid, right? So oh, he's part great. of the he's part of the uh, uh, the national team, uh, and so he just signed up. But so it'll be interesting to see. Um, sorry, Richie Ilaria. He he went to Nottingham Forest. Um, so nice. it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them, but um, there's there's a few players that have been linked with uh, coming to Toronto. So uh, obviously it's me being one of them, um, and then another one, another player from Italy. They're currently looking at. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, um, but man, like this is going to be one of the better teams to be in 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 the TFC should be one of the better teams in the league. Um, and obviously, you still got Pozuela. You still got some other players that will be there. Our defense being our our biggest biggest yeah. option, right? And uh, um, if 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 all of that works out, man, look for um, look for it to be a uh, uh, a big move. Uh, now, Michael Bradley's getting older. Uh, doesn't have that same sort of. Uh, game as he did before so that'll be a question mark uh, his dad is currently the manager uh senior bradley uh, who also comes with a lot of uh, experience um i'm excited man it's gonna be a fun season it's gonna be a fun year and um he's aiming to go to the to the world cup so you'll have a world cup player coming back to tfc to play and this is huge for mls that's good man it's huge he, he, he could go down as the best mls player no you never, never know. know. You, you never, never know. know, right? With the way Giovinco turned out, like this is gonna be pretty sick. Let's see. Let's see what Wood, happens. Wood, Woodbridge is gonna be uh, bumping, eh? Woodbridge is gonna be bumping. <laughs> and Guelph, right. and Guelph, yeah, and Guelph. Well, Guelph, yes. Guelph's gonna be bumping too, right? So, uh, but uh, uh, look for 
look for a lot of these players to eventually make a move to Canada, United States, uh, um, as their careers are now getting into uh, the twilight. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not even twilight, but at a, at a decent time. Uh, the other thing with the Serie A is they're having a lot of financial troubles right now. Italy is struggling economically. Um, oh, man. And even like you saw with Inter Milan, they had to sell Lukaku. They had to sell Ashraf Hakimi. They had to sell a lot of their players after they had won the Serie A. Uh, Juventus is in a lot of trouble too, uh, financially speaking. So there's a lot going on there and a lot to see, but uh, let's see what happens, man. Um, yo, let's go TFC. Okay. Ch- changing gears. Um what do you think the issues with the England national cricket team is as they've been getting <laughs> destroyed in the ashes? They did draw last night. Give them that. Yes, they did. Uh, yes, they in, did. A, in a very exciting ending. Came down to the it, last it ball. Actually, with yeah, yeah. It was pretty enthralling. I watched the highlights yeah. this morning. I was like, whoa, yeah, this yeah. is pretty intense. Um, and they had Steve Smith bowling, which was very interesting for Australia. What do you think the issues with so Australia, with the, with the England cricket team is? Interesting thing about Steve Smith before we get in there. He actually came onto the Australian team as a as leg spinner. Yeah. As a bowler. So uh, he's been bowling well. The reasons why they couldn't play any of their uh, fast bowlers for that last over was because they had, the the lights were too bad. Oh, I thought it was because they had all 10 guys basically around the no, wicket. No, no, no. So you obviously want your best bowlers bowling, right? And yeah. freaking, what's his name? Cummins, so you got Pat, Boland. Pat Boland came out of nowhere, you know. Like, yeah. One of the best bowling figures I've ever so- seen. I thought this guy was a young player. No, this guy's no, like he's a... 32. He's, he's been around. Yeah, yeah he's 32. Yeah. Uh, so Australia, having the talent that they have, they can't give everyone a run. But he took his chance and he just went with it, right? And, like, and, then, frig- huh? and then you got Usman Khawaja, who and just Khawaja came. Had to, came back out of nowhere and scores a twin centuries, right? So yeah. uh, I think the biggest problem with England is that they weren't mentally prepared for a series like this. And the thing with them is once... Um, once shit hits the fan, they can't just buckle down and get the runs that they need. Mm. And their 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 openers have been crap. Like even I love Hasib Hamid, I love his game, but he scored in single digits in his last six innings. Yeah, single digits, right? Yeah. So you can't you can't expect a team to win or be competitive if your openers aren't putting up fifty to hundred runs to get the ball. And the thing is that their biggest job is to get the ball. Um, uh, it's to uh, uh, um, it's to make the ball old essentially, right? So you play it out, you get the shine off, you get all these things. So that way, by the time your better batsmen come in, like so Joe Root or David Milan, like they're ready and the ball is coming onto the bat easier, and they can play their shots because mm-hmm. they'll they'll put up the runs for you. It, so it puts the pressure. It puts the pressure on number three. It does, right? And Joe Roos had to come in and try to save these innings way too often, and he's had an incredible he did. year. And he did. He did all year. All year, all year, all, all year throughout 2021 and 2022. Um, and they just they just weren't up to the task. The other thing is that you've got Stuart Broad and James Anderson on the back end who are incredible bowlers. But one of the things about them is when the batsmen aren't doing well, they shit on them. And that really brings down dressing room chemistry and the morale goes down. Because, like, and they saved this test, don't get me wrong. Like, they... They came in and they defended and Stuart Broad played on 35-odd balls and he probably talked shit to the batsman afterwards, right? That we came and we saved the test for you. But it's it doesn't bode well for your team when senior players are doing that. And Stuart Broad has played 150-plus test matches. He's been around for a very long time. Um, you And think about it, like last year you had India go and they beat Australia in Australia. So it's not like Australia isn't beatable. 
on their pitches with their ballers with everything. They just <coughs> England were just not prepared well enough. And Australia very much are a team that builds off of momentum. If you yeah. get their momentum going, they'll continue yeah. to do well. Hundred percent. You cut that momentum off, and they struggle. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, you see, like England will probably lose the next match which is in Hobart. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see, but like they just weren't prepared. Sticking to cricket, um, yeah. thoughts on the India, the top series? the top the top cricket oh, the yes. top test team losing to Bangladesh and New Zealand. You, you I get know? New Zealand wasn't without their best players, not all the best players were there, but they still have top players playing. Yeah. Um, and losing to Bangladesh in New Zealand, thoughts on that? <laughs> you know, when it comes to upsets, this was probably one of the bigger upsets that I've seen in a very long time. It didn't hit me until I sort of sat down and thought about it. Bangladesh hadn't beaten a top eight test nation in almost like eight years or something like that. Holy crap. It's been a wow. while since they beat them. Or like, I believe, or in their country. So West Indies was the last time that they beat someone. So for them to go in and beat New Zealand, who are the world test champions in New Zealand is incredible to see, right? And the the kid man, Padat Hussain, right? he he bowled incredible, man. He uh, um, put up some of the better numbers that we've seen. And um, he's absolutely right. Like they, they, it was to inspire a generation to come that like, you know, you can go into these countries and you can, Those, win, yeah. right? And it's not like you're, uh, you're, uh, you're going to be in a, like you, you can't do this. It's always possible. Did New Zealand play it up to the tarp mark? No. Were they were they sluggish? Yes. Did they take Bangladesh easily? Yeah, they did. There's no denying that. It happens. It, it, it happens. happens. It happens to it the happens. best of them, right? And yeah. um, to be fair, New Zealand isn't a big country anyway, but they produce some of the best talent when it comes to cricket and uh, rugby, and um, they know those are their uh, those are their Sports. expertise, and they no. they work hard at them. Uh, that being said, uh, the second test has started, and they're currently after day one, 349 for one. <laughs> yeah. So they are shitting on them already. Mm. However, um, a win's a win, man. A win's yeah. a win. Right? A even win if Bangladesh, even if they lose all the next, right? It doesn't matter because nope. they've accomplished something that exactly. wasn't, they, wasn't known to be possible. <clears throat> yep. So good for them. Um, do we want to talk about India in South Africa? You know what? That's a great series as well. I, I must say India, South Africa, it's going to be, I think there's one or two test matches that are left to play. Um, India should have won the last one, but that being said, South Africa came back with a vengeance and uh, Dean Elgar, him and his team, are Peter's they're playing favorite. really, really well. And obviously South Africa is going through a bit of a rebuild as well and uh, a lot of younger guys. But that being said, they have the team, they have the guys and What's his name? Temba Bovama. He is playing incredible right now. Short little dude, man. But that mm-hmm. guy can play. And uh, India's middle order really and, and, needs And their a, spin bowler, uh, was it Ningadi or something like that? Ngidi? Uh, Ngidi, uh, he's been playing really well for them, too. Is he spin or he's fast bowler? Oh, I thought it was a spin. I could be a correct. But he's a bowler. He's been he's played really well for them in this yeah, series. Yeah, he's played really, really well for them as well. And, and India struggled, except for maybe Shami, who's played well. And Dakur had, well. had a good inning. But uh, Tucker's bowled well for his uh, uh, for uh, for what he is. He's, a, he's, he's he an is, all rounder who's supposed to be a bowler, but he's yeah, turned into an all rounder for us. He's your he's your fifth uh, he's your fifth uh, bowling option, right? And he's bowled well. Siraj is bowling really well until he got a, a an ankle injury. But the mm-hmm. thing is, um, uh, you can't expect your bowlers to 
bail you out every time. And India has been relying on their bowlers a lot more than they than mm-hmm. they used to. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Siraj is out for the rest of the series. Um, you got probably Ishan Sharma that'll probably take over his spot. Oh, Burma Shami needs to yeah, Burma Shami needs to step up as they are. But our biggest problem is our middle order right now, which is mm-hmm. Bajara, Rahade, and Koldi who are not performing to their standards. Right? Are, are you got your bowlers? You got your uh, the openers and. Agarwal and uh, Kael Rahul, who have done decent. Uh, Sorry, quick question: Is Suman Gill injured? Suman Gill, no, he's 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 not injured, but he's just not part of the team just yet. He's young; he's only nineteen twenty, right? So you don't want it. He came in as an injury replacement last time, and he played well. Now, so Kohli did miss the last match because of an injury or back injury, yeah. whatever it may yeah. be. He uh, should be back still, for the next match. The Pujara, Rahane, uh, and, and whoever's so, that third person has been a rotating, rotating door. Rotating. Well, they they traded uh, Shirish Iyer the one tra- one, one match. Want, so he'll he'll come back. And th- I think he's injured right now, so he'll be back oh, in the team okay, at some okay. point. But the thing is that with Iyer and these guys is that they're they're getting older too. They're 27, 28 yeah. themselves, right? So yeah. I think I think it's time for Pujara and Rahane to step down. Ooh, right. I think Bujar should stick, stick around, man. No, I think he brings a lot of value. He does, but he hasn't been performing well. The last inning was the only inning that he did well, but he scored 58. But he hasn't played to the standards that we need him to play. Sure, mm-hmm. last year in Australia he saved a lot of matches and stuff like that. But you need to be, you need to perform consistently, or otherwise yeah. you need to start giving time or because it's stiff competition. It's stiff That's the competition, problem. right? And the younger guys are getting older. Right, and you're gonna have a time where these guys all retire, and you're gonna have nobody to step up to take their place. So yeah. that's that's all that's all there is. And you gotta have a rotation, right? Like you rotate sure. players in and out, right? and then you go from there. All right. Last thing on this uh, kind of it's supposed to be rapid, but can we a little bit detail? But uh, the last thing is your thoughts on the world number one tennis player being detained Listen, against man, his I, will I, I, in I, Australia. Uh, I so cricket Australia. I mean, sorry, tennis Australia really messed up with this one. I don't know. This is this is this is so I have read about it. Yeah. Uh, So when I first heard about it, my thoughts were, um, I'm like, okay, well, no vaccine idiot for going there if he knew the rules. But then I heard that he had an exemption from cricket Australia. Um, But I I was reading more about it. Tennis Australia, sorry, tennis Australia, uh, and I'm like, that that makes it a lot more of a shit show. Uh, Your thoughts? It really does. So they really messed up. Tennis Australia really, really messed up. They they wrote all these things and like Djokovic is going based upon that. I think that you're he's a he's an interesting man not to get vaccinated, but you know what? That's his. So uh, so here so here's the thing. So Tennis Australia basically what they said was there is a loophole in the government's ruling. Basically, is if you can um, give a acute uh, medical uh, reason. Reason, Exemption? then you you're you're exempt. Yeah. Now Novak. Now one thing I'll make it clear: Novak's not the only player. There's about um, eight players, I believe, use the same exemption. Four of them have been allowed to, and I think one is also detained with Novak, and then two. I've, I don't think if they've entered the country or whatever the situation is, two haven't gotten it. But Novak yeah. and another player are both detained in the same center right, right now. Um, so there's different layers to it. it. It sucks when sports and politics uh, intermingle. Um, I, I again, I'm, I'm of the opinion that it's it's your country. If the government wants to allow it, who does they want to allow? That's totally up to their prerogative, right? So, Tennis so Australia should have they should have decent. yeah they should have gone and gotten everything checked out and gotten approvals and then said things. That being yeah. said, they're probably gonna get sued up the behind. <laughs> 
So uh, here, here's the thing with Tennis Australia. So going back to last year's tournament in yeah. January, uh, they took a lot of heat because, um, you know, all the players had to quarantine. Um, yeah. Now, they didn't quarantine in a regular hotel that you and I would quarantine in. They got like a, a resort-style uh, hotel. So, no, 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 no. So it depends on which players. Some players uh, So got, the high-end players got Yeah, and other players did not. They were stuck in a hotel room. Okay, so there's that. Uh, and then uh, for this upcoming tournament, what Tennis Australia said was, oh, we're going to move the tournament to outside the country. And then they're like, okay, let's backtrack on that. And then like, yeah. we're going to move it outside of the state that we're in for laxer quarantine rules. Correct. Um, so I think they were taking shots at the government and the yep. government is now being, well, a few. And Australia, you know, uh, I know they're on the other side of the world, you know, um, they're different, right? They, they, they don't want to split between a regular human and you know what I mean like a regular all people are the same they don't want to give people preferential treatment um, and I think they're going to stick to it um, what's the percentage you think Novak gets out of this and be able to play in the tournament the tournament starts in about 8 days that's today's January 9th I want to say January 17th 10%, 10%. Yeah, I, I'm pretty low I, on it too. I think I, I think Novak I, should just pull the plug and be like, hey, I'm going back to Serbia. I don't think why, I don't see why he uh, he's... So Novak's reason is his acute, we don't know the exact acute uh, yeah. medical reason, but people are assuming that he said, I had COVID in December or mid-December, he had COVID. Yeah. Um, and then the dates are all kind of messed up because I heard he said I had COVID on December 16th and he was at like a, <laughs> at like a, a family a children's event. Or, no, uh, a children's tril- event. Yeah, children's yeah, event the next day. The next day, right? Uh, so the thing with the thing about Novak is, um, he's not a regular athlete. Um, you know, it, he he's adorned by that whole country, and he has a lot of pressure by that whole country. And you see it with all the Serbian people in Australia going to the quarantine. You know, uh, Serbians are Orthodox Christians. They had their uh, Christmas January seventh. They were outside with a with a priest outside. Um, you know what I mean? Like doing prayers, whatever, whatever they're doing, yeah. right? But they're there to show him support. Um, and he's, you know, loved. Like if you look at probably tennis's favorite tennis player right now is probably Roger Federer. Yeah. He's not adorned like that in Switzerland. Like the way yeah. Novak is adorned in, in Serbia is is different compared yeah, to I think, other athletes. Yeah, uh, yeah. So now it's gone to a point where the Serbian government, it's like this is a, he's like, what you're doing to Novak is like you're taking a shot at our country. Um, so it's, it's, it's you know deep rooted. Um, it's sad 100%. to see, honestly, because yeah. I think I I would hope that if Novak knew that this would happen, he wouldn't have came. Correct. Uh, and this is on the cusp of Novak about to break a record. Um, you know, yeah, uh, the yeah, amount of yeah, world yeah. titles or championships in Australia, uh, right. winning the Australian Open. So it's it sucks because tennis Australia really wanted to see that happen. Um, but then. You know what I mean? Like, okay, think of it this way: like, if you're Novak and you somehow get out of this quarantine or this uh, this ruling, you get you get the exemption, you get through. Are you okay with winning this championship? Because he's probably favored to win again. Um, he usually dominates dominates this Open. Are yeah. you now okay to win this championship? And basically, you know, all the fans who are all vaccinated are going to start booing you. And you know, you're winning, you're winning it under a hostile terms, and it's. It takes the fun out of it, in my opinion. Um, but it sucks. He, it he, sucks. You know, the thing with him is the uh, the bigger of a the, the what's it, sorry the bigger the villain that he is, the better he plays. That's true. That's true. And he's like, always he, stepped up that way. 
He's a, like, there's no knocking it. He, he's he, should, there's a reason why you should, you should get Nick's opinion on this. See what he says. Oh, I I know what he's gonna say. He's gonna think it's bullshit. It's all like you know. All due respect to him, you know, he's you know my guy or whatever. But all Serbians are gonna have a bias towards it. Um, yeah, but true. the thing is, I, I agree to the point where if Tennis Australia told you, "Hey, we'll get you in," then. You know, I mean, you, you listen to him, right? That's yeah, that's on them more than yeah. that's that's on them more than it's on Novak. And now he's being kind of you know, he's, you know, he's being he's being shunned. He's being shunned, and he's a big name. And you know, it the is. governments are trying to flex their ball. You know, f- you know, what I mean, flex their muscles. You, you know, that's I, what I, it is, basically. At the end of the day, like, you're a sport is not bigger than a government. Yeah, right. At the government, they want to protect their country. They want to protect their people. Right, you you go and you say it. You know what? That's it. You listen to them and you move on. Right, tennis Australia, get like get your lawyers ready because you're you're gonna you're gonna face a big lawsuit and you yeah. deal with it. That's your fault. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, that all being said, uh, when it comes down to it, like obviously I have my opinions on people getting vaccinated. Go get vaccinated. Just, we got to get out of this. Is is. COVID going away? Probably not, but it gives you the best chance of, of moving on from it. And I know a lot of people out there are talking about, like, um, and this is sort of the rant that I'm going to go on, but they're talking about how are we still getting COVID if we've been vaccinated and things like that. It, man, it's a simple... You can have the best defenders in the world. You can have Kawhi, Giannis, and stuff like that. You're still going to get scored on. You're not going to put up a zero points. It's, it's about winning the game. All right? And this is the... It gives you the best chance to win is if you get vaccinated. Just... Do it so we can move on. And is it going to be perfect? No. We're going to, they're going to be more strains, yes. But that's what a pandemic is. It's not. We're not an epidemic. We're in a pandemic. A pandemic Definitely. lasts anywhere from two to five years. And this can be around for a while. It's not like it's going to go away within the uh, overnight. But um, you do what you can. And obviously, like uh, going back into Canada, uh, our government has been. Um, They've had two years to sort of plan for this, but there's no real strategy around it, right? And if, if hospitals were an issue, then you get more hospitals made, you get more beds put in, you get more people that are uh, uh, more nurses, more doctors. But no, you don't want to do that either. So um, I don't know, man. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what comes of it. That was my sort of uh, tangent rant. But next, uh, next I have topic. no thoughts on it. I have no thoughts. I have no. I have no. Uh opinions on it let's just try to get through it man i uh i have i i can see both sides to it and uh i get the frustration and i get the uh the i get the 100 i get the mentality to being precaution i I get both sides to it and i hope we can get through this because uh you know i mean i love sports and uh i want (laughs) to see everything back to normal and the thing is i want everybody to get that's 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 what's annoys me man you got a friend van lee putting up that performance on the jazz and no fans could you oh, imagine the ACC with I know, the way he was going off? Imagine it, that. It, and then, like, you know, guys coming back, like Serge, what they did with Serge, that's sad, man. I, don't, I guess you were in Saudi, I so was, Serge I, came I, back. I, yeah. So Serge came back with Clippers. That was the first game that we had no fans, and they played his tribute video, and there's nobody there, right? So obviously it's kind of shitty. And then uh, tonight you'll have tonight uh, we play JV, who's this his first time back in Toronto, which is crazy to think. Uh, we traded Since? him in 2019. Yeah, it's his first time. Well, we yeah. saw him on that opening night for that playoff run, but that's not official, right? This is official first game back in Toronto. Um, 
sad, obviously, again, to see yeah. him come back and no fans. He, he deserves his due. He was uh, a fan favorite here in Toronto as well, too. And I'm he's sure they'll have a tribute video for him tonight as well. Um, and then Danny, who was supposed to get his ring on December 28th, that got postponed. He had COVID. He didn't he didn't make the trip. Yeah. Uh, and he, he said he didn't want to do it with half the fans. So hopefully, you know, um, they're there. And then the shitty part here is is guess who comes to town? Uh, the next, you know, player to make his trip back is is the, the Groat. Is, is, well, oh, DeMar's already came back. Kyle Lowry comes back February 1st now as the game got pushed up. Um, And you have him coming back. And if there's no fans for that and there's no tribute video for that, God damn. I don't think you'll have fans in the stands for that one either. And that's, that's the, that's going to be a crime. I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's fans coming back anytime soon. No. Um, Um, Should we, should we, should we jump right into the uh, Toronto Raptors here? Or should we go? uh, Let's go. Let's go. Uh, What are you, what your thoughts on, the chances of Fred VanVleet making the All Star team? I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be high. I think he'll I think he, obviously he won't make it as a starter. I don't think he'll pass uh, Harden and um, I forget who the other leader is as a guard. Oh, Demar, sorry, Demar is the other. Demar, Demar. I don't think he's gonna pass those two um, as guards. I think um, I think um, I think he should make it. I think the coaches will vote him in. If you look at his uh, analytic stats, he's one of the top players. If you look at his regular stats, he's one of the top players. So um, I think he'll make it in um, as a reserve. Clay, return- Clay Thompson's return. Oh, Thoughts great to that. see, man. Great to see. 900 games, 900 days or 900 games or 900 yeah, days. Yeah. 900 days without Clay. Um, love to see it. Um, I think he'll start off slow Damn, in terms of restrictions. Yeah, nine hundred days. I think two wow. two major injuries, right? Torn yeah, ACL, torn exactly. Achilles. Um, can Clay become hundred percent Clay? Um, you've seen Durant do it. Um, obviously, without the ACL part of it, different. I get it. There's gonna be yeah. different. I think the shooting will obviously will get back there. Um, I think the offense might get back there. Where I think he's gonna drop off is the defensive side. Yeah. He's very underrated defensive defensively. Um, and playing with Steph, you had to be a good defender, and I think he was a great two-way player. And I think he'll step up. I think he'll step off a little bit on the defensive side, but I think on the offensive side, um, you'll see flashes. You'll see him come back. Um, it'll take him a little bit. To get um, going, but yeah. if you if they have eighty percent clay, damn, that's a team to look out for. I think they're already a team to look out for, man. Yep. They, they got they got they got the mitten who's playing well for them, right? Yeah, GP two is playing really GP2 well for them. Jordan Poole is becoming Steph Jr. Watching him yeah. play, they stuck with uh, him. Yeah, and then Wiggins, like Wiggins, is someone like he's not he's, no one anymore. He's solid, he's, man. He's he's had a resurgence in Golden State. Yeah, and then obviously he, you got Draymond, and you got Dray- Draymond, and even with Draymond, they figured out his his uh, poor shooting. They figured out a way to balance that out. Have you watched um, Draymond when he breaks down film? Oh, he's a smart mofo, man. Yo, like. He talks about like obviously there's a lot of clips on there, but when he talks about when he's breaking down Phil, it's incredible. It's incredible. He's smart. He's smart he knows the me. game. Yeah, he yeah, knows yeah. the game, and he can read a lot of different plays at different times, right? So, uh, I feel like it's Clay gonna come off the bench. I'm assuming, or he's gonna no. start. Yeah, start him. Yeah, start him. Right. Yeah, that's start gonna him. Be, that's gonna be probably yeah, get taken off. He'll get taken off. Yeah. yeah, he'll get taken off. It sucks for guys like Gary Payton and Jordan Poole who are, who are, who are, whose minutes will now go down. Um, and then it's interesting for Golden State because now you have young assets who you could potentially move to get you know veteran pieces to help that squad to make a run. You got a Kaminga who looks good. He, he, Yo, he's he played looks, well. He looks solid. 
He looks he solid. Looks solid. Right? You got Wiseman, who hasn't played yet. I guess his, his value is very low. Um, you got Gary Payton, who looks good. You have Poole, who looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guys they signed in the offseason, um, Otto Porter was a perfect pickup for them. Andre Godala, who thought his career was over, but he showed yeah, a little bit of resurg- resurgence. resurgence yeah. um, they... Uh, and then uh, Nemanja Bjelica, perfect, perfect four for so them. And, wh- uh, who, well. What is your eight-man lineup for the playoffs then for them? Uh, obviously, you got Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Kavon Looney is going to start for them, right? That's the yeah. five. Uh, I think they'll end with Draymond at the five and Igudala at the four is how four. they'll end. And then I think you'll have um, Bjelica play some minutes. Yes, yeah. so that gives you one other guy, and I think that'll be. Um, I think that'll be if I'm missing anyone. I believe that'll be Jordan Poole. Will probably be that guy. Right. Yeah. And though, yeah, GP two Kaminga Wiseman probably won't see a lot of minutes in the playoffs. I don't think they'll see a lot of minutes right. unless Wiseman comes back and you know plays really yeah, well. But well. I don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, and man, kudos to Kevin Looney, bro. He's only 25. People think he's a lot older yeah. than that. He's a yeah. young, young player too. And uh, Golden State's at the perfect. I'd say they're at the perfect equilibrium right now. They have the young and the old, and they got the guys mm-hmm. that can take over eventually. Once the once the guys leave, so uh, let's over head over to uh, um, yeah. Let's talk a little about Raptors, and then uh, we'll close it off. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, here, here's an interesting question for you: Do you think we're getting a little like positive karma from like all the uh, COVID stuff we had to deal with last year? Yeah, think about 100%. it this way: So you look at Golden State. They decided not to bring their guys across the border because a lot yeah. of teams are concerned that if one of their guys tests positives in Canada, the COVID rules are a lot strict here in Canada compared to the States. Correct, they are. And I'm not sure if the players have an exemption or whatever it may be, but if you test positive, you're looking at a 10 to 14 day quarantine as compared to the States where you're looking at a 5 to 10 day quarantine. Correct, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think a lot, like I thought, I, like the Utah j- j- Jazz game you just referred to, yeah. um, Donovan Mitchell didn't cross the border. Rudy Gobert, I guess he was in protocols, didn't cross. Rudy Gay didn't cross the border. Boyan Bogdanovich didn't cross the border. These guys all didn't cross the border because the team's right. just scared that, hey, this might happen. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, and I think we're, we're getting some wins, and it's good that we're getting these wins because it's a tight Eastern Conference for us it this is, year. Um, and it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, I originally said it would be a 500 team. We're just above 500 right now. Um, I, I still now, think we'll finish in that 44, 45 range wins, which is exactly I, I hope so. Gonna... I hope so. I think uh, I think we'll be closer to the forty to forty two range. Uh, I've seen some good stuff from this team, but I think I still think there's things lacking. Like I still think, you know, Kem and Precious aren't the starting centers. Um, yeah. And I and I think maybe do you go with Pascal at the five and run Barnes at the four and OG and, and run that I, lineup all the time? I don't know why we didn't throw a ten day contact at Demarcus Cousins. We've been saying that for a couple of years, man. It, or Bismack. I, you see Bismack? You see Bismack in Phoenix? Bismack, Poof. Yeah. I, it, it is Chris Paul. It is Chris Paul, though, you know? <laughs> what do you think now is the... With the way the NBA has changed, right? And I've been thinking about this quite some time. By the time guys reached 33, 33, their prime was coming to an end. And they were sort of now as the later option, not the main option. But we're still seeing guys like KD, Steph, CP, LeBron, guys that are all in like the 33, 34, 35, 36, 37 age, still being the prime target in their or their number one options on their team. What do you think now is the prime age that sort of you start dipping off as a superstar? Because you're right, CP3 is playing sick. That's, For his uh, that's age. a good question. I think it's the guys that, that put in the work and put in the work on their bodies and 
put in the work in the gym, uh, you see them continuing on. Uh, do you, do you it think it's, be, also, it it's also because of the way the game has changed now? Like it's just right? shooting more than anything? Well, shooting, but think about it. Like you, you Before, when you used to drive in the lane, you were getting smacked by Shaq. You were getting smacked yeah. by like Zadruna Selgauskas. You were getting smacked by all these big players, right? Now you're going up against and you're the number fives are like a Draymond Green or a Pascal Siakam or, yeah, uh, that's or, point. or LeBron. That's a good right? point, too. Yeah, right? it's, so it's, 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 it's taking a change. Your, your body's not getting affected as much. As much. Um, but the other way to look at it is, is the competition has gotten better. So you are putting another strain on your body in terms of playing defense every night, True. playing both ways, playing better guys every night. Right. Uh, but I agree with you that that is something because you're not getting impacted or hit. Like AI, right? Take him, for yeah. example. He was going down almost Dwayne every Wade, play yeah. driving. Right, Dwayne Boyd, Dwayne Wade. Um, it's interesting. I think some of those guys, it's, it's crazy to see. Like Le- LeBron's doing a 37, averaging 35 and 5 is just crazy, crazy man. man. It's crazy, right? And like, he's 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 brought another dimension to his game, which I didn't yeah. think was possible. Man really wants to play with Bronny. I think he's going to play one year with him and then retire. Retire after that. He's, he's, uh, his con- I think, if I'm not mistaken, his contract ends the year he gets drafted. Yeah, yeah, he does. It does, and, mm. and he'll uh, he'll he'll probably sign with whichever team drafts him. Um, all right, put that all aside. Um, what uh, the Chicago Bulls, the real deal or not? I think there's some real, real, um, real. Uh, I mean, there's some realness around them. I think they are. Uh, they have the scoring. They have some late night. They have this side, not late night, but the late game scoring. Um, their defense is obviously their question mark, but Caruso does help. Ball does help with that. Uh, sure. Where they have issues is going to be against big teams. Right. You're going to have issues if they play Philly. They have no one to stop Embiid. Embiid, yeah. Um, you play or New York. Hit, or right? when they throw the Twin Towers out there. Embiid and Drummond. What are you going to do? What are you going to do if you're Chicago? Um, Vooch, as you know, has struggled, struggles against big guys, right? Um, so I think that's will be their downfall if they can avoid teams like that. Uh, but if you go against a team like Milwaukee, interesting, right? But, uh, sure. you know, they wouldn't need Patrick Williams back, who's ahead of schedule, because um, he's a good defender for them, a big defender for them. Um, but I think they're the real deal, and I think they have, uh, they've shown it. Um, they could be just a regular season team. Let's see right. what happens in the playoffs when, uh, you know, the, uh, the the games get uh, the games get uh, a little tighter and it becomes a half court game. We'll see what happens sure. when that happens, right? Uh, you're uh, well. I guess we're almost at the halfway mark of the season, uh, right? Basically, right. Added. you're yeah. basically at it. Your biggest surprises in uh, in the East and then in the West. Um, in the West, I will say I am surprised of how well the Memphis Grizzlies have played this year. Um, right. I didn't think they'd make a jump like this, but they are going into uh, cities and they're beating teams and they're beating them really good. And they've, well, and, they've and they've come to a point where now they have um, they have assets on that team, right? Like you can you can now just be like, okay, we're gonna build with Jaw and JJJ and Dylan yeah. Brooks, and now I have Kyle Anderson I can trade, and now I have Desmond Bain I can trade. I got sure. Deontay Melton I can trade, um, and they're guys who can play in the NBA. And now you can trade those three and get one guy, uh, a la Ben Simmons. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? You add a, a one-star player to that team, and now you're looking right. at we're not a fourth, fifth, sixth team. Now we're going to be one, two, three in the, in the West. Yep. Um, and I think they're 
a player like that away. Uh, John Morant shows he can play at the end of the game. He can take over games. Um, the defense is a little question mark, but he's gotten better. And I think Desmond Bain at the two really helps him out as well, too. That would be my um, my surprise and, and in the West. And you know West. what? Uh, you can't... And I know a lot of people have overlooked this, but Steven Adams has been the perfect pickup for them, right? And yeah. I think in that JV trade, everyone thought that New Orleans came out as the winner. But to be fair, mm-hmm. Steven Adams has played incredibly well for them. And uh, uh, offensively, well, I think right now they're they're ranked as the number one rebounding team in the league. Uh, when you have Steven Adams in there, they're the first in offensive rebound. You take him out and they become last. So that's Crazy. the that's the impact that he's had on, on their team. On that team. Um, and then also I'll say, uh, I know it's a little bit of a shock, but Denver. Denver with all the injuries. Um, I think, they, they, I think they it's, are a 500 uh, team. They're a 500 team, right? And I think yeah. if you could keep 500 and hopefully Jamal comes back, the rumors are February, yes, maybe March. Um, you know, they posted a video of him doing a windmill on his Instagram or somebody posted it, so... You know what I mean? Like that was uh, that was nice to see, right? <laughs> I'm glad to hear he's not posting other things anymore. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Um, and the other thing with Denver is uh, with Joker, right? He is um, with him on the court. He is they're the best plus minus team, and with him off the court, they are the worst plus worst. minus team. <laughs> yeah, which is absolutely crazy. Um, and then <clears throat> the uh, the in the East, I think the biggest surprise is for me is. Cleveland, who I did mention before the year, I think Cleveland's going to have a, a good year this year. They're the best uh, the way, defensive team in, uh, in the Eastern Conference, and they have you know no 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 Colin Sexton. They've been playing it with Darius Gar- Garland. Garland. They traded for Rajon Rondo, who replaced Ricky Rubio, who's now done for right. the year. Yeah. Um. So you know, what I mean, kudos to them. The Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, they've actually got something there. Um. Hopefully they can get something out of the wing spot with Chetty and uh, and yeah. and Okoro if they can get someone out of there. And then Kevin Love playing 20, 25 minutes yeah, a night, playing solid for them. And he's putting up, uh, I think, what, 15 points a game, man, and coming off the bench. Yeah. So good good for them. Um, and then my one shocker, I guess, in the, in the, in the East is, is Boston. I didn't think Boston would struggle this much this year. Um, I thought Jalen and um, Jason Tatum. Jalen and Jason, I think they, they, they play a little bit better. They're struggling. Um, I I was not shocked to see New York struggling this year. I had yeah, a feeling yeah. they're going to take a step back this year. I, I, I um, feel like that too. In um, Atlanta, Atlanta struggling as well this year, and I think yeah. I think they'll still make a run. I think they got a run in them. I thought they'd finish fourth. I think that might be you know a little uh, pretentious now, but uh, let's see what happens going forward. But um, you know the top five in the East, the top five in the East. Um, they they we'll see what happens. Well, we'll see what happens. Right, the Bulls are doing better than I had expected for the media. Yeah, I, I, I think so. For me too. Right? For me too. That's I just didn't see them all fitting in as pieces. But honestly speaking, like kudos to them. And then uh, Demar's in that MVP conversation. Not going to say he's going to win it, but he's in the conversation. And I think uh, Eastern Conference Demar is way better than Western Conference Demar. Uh, uh, I agree. They there's something about I you can say time zone, you can say whatever you want. Um, mm-hmm. But all those things matter, right? Where you're going to play, how you're going to play, who you're playing. Uh, He's not going against top tier wings every single night. As the West, I think has more than the East. They definitely do, right? And obviously, you got a Zach Levine. He hasn't had a Zach Levine type of player in a very exactly, long time, right? exactly like, at all. You, you have it, right? He, you know, Kyle's an incredible player, but Kyle's a point He's guard. Point right? guard. You're right. Exactly. Zach Levine is your number one option on offense. That gives 
the best defender usually is guarding him, and that leaves Demar with the second best defender. And depending on which team it is, you you don't know who he's going to be going up against. Um, and so you know what, it's, it's good to see. Uh, Charlotte has done a lot better than I had expected them to do. Washington has sort of trailed off after having a a uh, incredible start to the season. Uh, mm-hmm. But hear this number: Charlotte Hornets are averaging 115 points a night. Right, Miles Bridges, man. If they can somehow get their defense under control, right? The only team that's better than them right now are the Utah Jazz in terms of uh, points for, right? And yeah, Miles Bridges is having himself a year, Uh, probably in that most improved range, most likely. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But hey, man, Lamelo's balling, right? Just putting up what I think both Miles Bridge and Lamento are putting up twenty points a day, right? It's crazy. And, uh, it's it's yeah, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Jordan's probably looking his chops a little bit, trying to get them to do whatever they can to get some glory in Charlotte. Um, all right. Uh, uh, we do what? What? One quick thought. Uh, we didn't discuss this because it didn't. Ha- it happened when we're both away. Uh, give me a, a three-minute. Uh, summary and then uh, your thoughts of the final race of the F1 series oh my god bro honestly like I was watching it live and I was just shocked I was shocked you have Lewis who is on track to on for towards his 8th championship there's no uh like, there's no doubt about it at this point. He's well ahead. He's, I think, what, 14 seconds ahead of Verstappen. 12 at that seconds. Point. 12 seconds ahead of Verstappen at that point. And then Nikita Mazepin goes into the wall, right? Him and uh, no, uh, sorry, 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 Canadian. Nicholas TV. Uh, sorry, yeah, sorry, Nicholas TV. sorry. Making Schumacher and him got close, and he hit. Now, you have Hamilton, and then you got three cars that were lapped by Hamilton, and then Verstappen right behind those cars. For whatever reason, so in F1, what happens is the safety car gets deployed until things get cleared up, and then you sort of go. So I got confused by this because, again, I'm new to the sport as well. I've been watching for years, but didn't really get into it until the last couple of years. But essentially what's supposed to happen is either you uh, let the lapped cars go, and then you still have to... You you let all the lapped cars go. All the lapped cars go, not just just a few of them, right? Because had that happened, like Hamilton would have had still... Michael Massey, who was the FIA director of the race, decided to bring in rules that never really existed. No precedence yeah. for those rules. So, so, so the thing with the F1 is is Michael Massey has a lot of control over how the race, the goes. race goes. Exactly. And then he made the decision he made, which was, he made first he was, said, no lap cars will go. And then he said, yeah. hey, the five in between where Hamilton and Max are, you go. You go. And like that was like, which hasn't happened what? before. And it hasn't happened before, so everyone was just like, "What the hell?" And so, so, sorry, sorry. One yeah. other point: the reason why he said that is because if he let all the lap cars go, you would have been into basically the last lap. The last lap of the race would have ended, and Hamilton would have won under a yellow flag if Correct. he waited for all the cars to pass. Yeah. So what he should have done was he shouldn't have let any cars pass, and he should have just removed the safety car, and then you you race from there. Um, that would have given Hamilton, like, 
you go whatever the precedence is. But what ended up happening now was that Verstappen was right behind Hamilton with newer tires. And Hamilton was going to keep up, right? Everyone's like, oh, uh, Mercedes made a... Uh, they made a boo-boo with like they there was a bad call not changing tires when the when the things were out. But like at the end of the day, they didn't need to because they were so far ahead at that point. And then eventually uh Verstappen ended up winning and won his first championship. Um it honestly, I'm not gonna lie, it turned me away from the F one a little bit. Right? It pissed me off a little yeah, bit too much. They, they did it for and the drama, right? They did it for the drama. Like this drive to survive season is gonna be ridiculously good. There's gonna be so much drama. But like that being said, like a lot of people have like things happened in Jeddah, like with Verstappen. Things happened in uh, uh, in in, uh, in Silverstone. Things happened in Hungary. Really different different places. Have, some things happened where luck went Hamilton's way and not Verstappen's way. And so uh, a lot of these things sort of play into that as well. So at the end of the day, it is drama. It is what it is. Uh, Mercedes deserve well. Hamilton deserved to win. Mercedes still won the constructor. Uh, but Hamilton deserved to win his eighth, uh, and that would have put him as the unofficial goat of F1. Mm-hmm. Right? He still pretty much is, but obviously Schumacher was a, a different time and, and things like that. But um, all that being said, Hamilton's coming back for his. I think I think it's going to be his last year. Uh, he's going to try to win that uh, eighth title um, and be in what do you call his 30 he th- I think he turned 38 or 37 yesterday so Crazy. happy birthday to him uh, and, and uh, Verstappen's only 24 man really it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see watch out for Ferrari next year they're saying that there's gonna they've done some big changes that can bring them right into the conversation with because there's some new rules coming in so, um, good to see is, I got my guy Carlos Seitz Hey, you know what? He's not even their number one. Charles Leclerc is their number one. But Science yeah, but he played. Si- Science was the best race out of those he, four. He was the number five he, last year. He was, yeah. He he was the most consistent out of them all. Uh, and, George Russell. And, and, George- and, and if you know, he actually finished third in that last race. He did. He did, right? And George Russell was going to be interesting to see in, uh, in, in, in Mercedes, right? So he's going to take a backseat to Hamilton. Uh, but, man, look out for – there's going to be a lot of fun next year. Uh, I think McLaren's going to make some big, big progress with uh, Landon Norris. He's a fun young driver to watch. Uh, Aston Martin's got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, answers, I mean, questions to answer because uh, what's his name? Uh, Osman, he's out, their, their principal. He just left. Um, so it's going to be a fun. See season. what happens. Uh, see what we're happens. probably what? Uh, we're probably what, 60, days, 60 days away from the, the next uh, next yeah, race. So right. let's see how Which that goes. Is, I think it's going to be Bahrain, right? Bahrain, and they're going back to Jeddah. And then they uh, uh, hopefully are coming to uh, Montreal in June. So if yeah. they do, Jay, you know what to do. Yeah, let's see what happens, man. Hopefully we can get in. All right. I think that's uh, who we given this who we given this one out to, bro. So number sixty-four. Um, no players in NBA history has ever wore sixty-four. Really? Uh, so going back to the NHL, uh, okay. I'm going to give you a couple of hints. Um, he was a number one uh, draft pick um, in the 2012 uh, draft. So very recent. He's already out of the league. Um, that's uh, sad. He's. He, he yeah his last year was with Colorado um, in 2017-2018 um, I'm not oh, sure how wow. well he's doing in, in the KHL which I'm assuming he's in the KHL um, he played a total of 358 350 games um, he had 136 points and a minus 89 um, 
Radulov? Not Radulov. A number one pick with the Edmonton Oilers. Ah, yes. Nail Yakupov. Nail Yakupov. I felt bad for him, man. Number 64. That will be your guy. Break my heart, man. Breaks my heart. A lot of talent with that kid, man. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. Just just couldn't figure it out. Oh, man. And you know what? Edmonton... uh, a lot of talent has gone through Edmonton, and they haven't done enough for it. Oh. All right, the top, top 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 three picks of that draft: Nail Yakupov, Ryan Murray, Alex Galchenyuk, and number four is Griffin Reinhardt. Crazy. Wow. Number five was probably the best player in that draft. Is the least Morgan Riley. You know, Riley's supposed to go number one, or like he was supposed to go up high, but he had a knee injury or something that uh, that kept him out. Jeez. Yeah. That's well. uh, so. How many how many points did he actually score? And uh, uh, Yakupov? So, Yakupov, so 62 goals, 74 assists, 136 points, minus 89. Jeez. Ah, that's sad. That is sad. Oh, yeah. All right, then. That's uh, that's that. Till till next time, Jay. It's been a pleasure. Till next time. Peace. Peace.